Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, February the 12th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only Josh Crash Davis. And we are here to go over the DFS 10-game main slate that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. So what a slate we have today. Are you ready to dive in and attack this sucker crash? Yeah, we've got, we got like you said, we've got 10 games here. You know, normally we have these smaller slates uh, on Saturdays, but the NFL has, you know, kind of adjusted the schedule for the NBA or vice versa um, for the Super Bowl tomorrow. So they've, they've moved all the games over to Saturday. So we get quite a few uh, games to break down here. So it'll be good. We do, and and it's a really interesting slate. I mean, you've got mm -hmm. six of the 20 teams on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Nobody on the first night, because as right. you mentioned, there's only two games tomorrow. And then uh, both of those games are early, two and three o'clock. So I'll mm -hmm. have a podcast up either later tonight or early in the morning so everybody can lock those in if they want to play them prior to the Super Bowl. And speaking of the Super Bowl, why don't you give us a little preview of uh, – what we have posted right now for our DFS Coach Talk Super Bowl uh, podcast. Yeah, so Andrew and I, as we've done all year, we we had our you know our, our Super Bowl podcast, but we also brought in John Weehausen, who's our analytics guy, um, and he he brought a lot of uh, very helpful advice. If you haven't seen the podcast yet, I highly recommend it. Um, there's a lot of uh, pointers and, and things that he points out that you're probably not going to get from most websites and podcasts. So I definitely recommend it. Love it. Yeah. And I checked it out already. Three man booth. You guys were awesome. If you're going to play DFS Super Bowl, you got to check it out. So it's on our YouTube page, uh, DFS Coach Talk. Also, today's podcast is uh, brought to you by Prize Picks. Uh, yesterday, we had our, our buddy Jack Cooper on there. Uh, to kick off our, our partnership with Prize Picks, we're going to be uh, offering uh, a wonderful uh, thing by you. If you want to sign up with Prize Picks, you get a hundred percent match all the way up to a hundred bucks uh, if you use the promo code Coach Talk, all one word, no space, and uh, you can't beat it. And it's not a drip kind of deal. You know, you put if you put, let's say you want to put seventy five in, they immediately put your 75 credit in there. It's not two bucks at a time or anything. So mm -hmm. you can do that all the way up to a hundred bucks for first time users uh, by just using that promo code coach talk. And then prize picks uh, has uh, sponsored some of these podcasts during the week, our basketball mm -hmm. podcasts, and we're going to have picks. Josh is our prize picks expert. Although I did hit my two, two game uh, prize picks play yesterday. Uh, mm -hmm. So we're going to both be posting stuff in Discord for our members, and uh, we'll also uh, be posting something on Fridays as our prize pick uh, uh, selections on Twitter. Today, though, Saturday, is our Two Brains Are Better Than One FanDuel GPP build. So uh, Crash and I, at the end of this podcast, after we go over the teams, we are going to build that lineup for you right here and if there are updates throughout the day, we will post that on Twitter for the listeners and in Discord for our members. Mm -hmm. All right. No more messing around today, Josh. We've got 10 big games to get to. 
and let's get it started. We have three seven o'clock games to start off uh, our entire slate here. So we're going to be uh, early on. You're going to sort of know where you stand initially. The first game is the Sacramento Kings, the Washington Wizards. Sacramento's favored by three. It's a 222 and a half total, 112.75 for Sacramento, 109.75 for the Washington Wizards. Sacramento comes in 21 and 36, Washington 25 and 29. Designations here we've got probable tags for Sacramento on the newly acquired Dante DiVincenzo and Trey Lyles. Uh, they both should see their first action for Sacramento. Uh, questionable on Harkless and Jackson. And then you've got out for Terrence Davis. For Washington, guess what? You have a questionable tag on Chris Stapp's <laughs> tissue paper Porzingis. Yeah. I wonder if he'll miss any games for the Wizards. Oh, <laughs> uh, geez. So we'll see if he plays. We'll, we'll see. He'll probably jam in 50 or something. But mm -hmm. uh, good luck with him getting consistent games. And then out is Daniel Gafford. So that definitely has uh, some effect on that big man rotation. As far as uh, statistically speaking, we've got Sacramento with a fourth pace, Washington with the 20th. So nice pace up for the Wizards. Defensively, these two teams stink. Sacramento 29th, Washington 22nd. So an interesting game to start off. I think there's some intrigue here. What do you think? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, it's kind of funny. I was thinking about it. You can talk trash about Porzingis now and not have to feel bad about it. So <laughs> Exactly. Sure hear exactly. A lot more I know Dirk loves it. He yeah. is chirping already. <laughs> we're going to hear a lot more of that from you the rest of the season. But, um, yes. yeah, so – uh, Raul Neto um, is 4,500 on FanDuel, 4,300 on DraftKings. The Kings have allowed the ninth most fantasy points to point guard, so I like him a little bit as a value play here. Um, and then <laughs> your guy, Chris Stapps, um, 6,500 on FanDuel, 7,100 on DraftKings. Kings have allowed the 12th most fantasy points to power forwards, the second most to centers. Um, he did have 48 against Sacramento on December 31st. So at that price, I mean, he's very cheap in my opinion. So if he comes out, you know, trying to make a point and everything, I could see where he has a, a big game if he does play in this game. Um, so that's kind of like my GPP play that, I, that I'm that i throwing out there. But besides that, wasn't a whole lot that I like in this game. Um, with Dinwiddie, you know, he's now in Dallas, so he would have probably been one of my top plays. Yeah, <laughs> and nothing Sacramento side with Sabonis and company? I'm going to wait and see how he fits in. With that, with that team, um, and, and where they where they go to, um, how much you know it's going to affect Fox, and how much it's going to affect their other bigs, and Harrison Barnes. I think it'll affect him some too. So I'm just going to wait yeah. to see on on them. And now we have Divincenzo in the mix on top. And of Divincenzo, yeah, yeah, yeah. This there's a lot of question marks here. I, I will say this though. I first of all, I you don't know if Chris Stapps is going to play. He's questioning. Right. Right. If if he doesn't play, you know, Thomas Bryant uh, would be a guy to consider, I think, mm -hmm. at a 4-2 price. He's, his minutes are up. We're getting a, a little bit of a jump from Rui Hashimura as well at 3-9. Uh, Kispert at 3-3 three, has been okay. So there there are some value plays here. Howell Neto at 4-3. You know, I get all those guys. 
And on a small slate, I'd look at some of them or maybe GPP at the best. But there's just so much, uh, yeah, you know, indecision there on what's going to happen. I mean, they're they're really a mess that team. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kuzma is probably your safest play. He's seven nine. He's going to be, you know, the the center of attention as far as uh, offensively. And I think he might be a good payup guy here because Sacramento plays super fast. Um, it's, you know, without Beal and Dinwiddie and all these guys, it's, you know, really falls on Kuzma's, uh, you know, shoulders. So he's he's high on my list today. I really like Kuz. I think that price is fair enough, and I think he fits well in here. The other guy I'm interested in is De'Aaron Fox and did a lot of digging on him. When you take some of the shooters out, specifically Halliburton, and on top of that, Buddy Hield, who mm-hmm. when he is was in there for Sacramento, he got up a lot of shots. You know, it really raises De'Aaron Fox's value here. Howell uh, Neto is not a great defender by any stretch. They'll put KCP on him, who I respect. But I think Fox, the speed and the fact that his usage goes up at 7-8, he's another guy that upper mid price range that I like. So I'm I'm considering running running back uh, Kuzma with Fox here and get off to a, a, a nice jump start. Everybody else on the Sacramento team, I'm not going to waste time going over. Obviously, you could go up to Sabonis at 9-6, uh, but again, it's going to take some time. Now he's got, on top of everybody else, now DiVincenzo in the mix. It's just, it's going to be interesting, and Holmes is still there, so I don't particularly feel comfortable going up to Sabonis. So a couple of one-offs here, but I do like uh, having exposure to this game. Yeah, the only thing for me was if, if Przingis plays, I thought that might take away from Kuzma quite a bit, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, and we'll see what his availability is. He's been off games now. He mm-hmm. hasn't played in a while, so yeah. I can't imagine it's going to roll him out there for 35 minutes. He doesn't doesn't even play that when he's healthy. So that's, you know, I get it. He may take a little away from Kuzma, but I don't see him playing more than 20, 25 minutes max. Okay. All right. Game two. It is the San Antonio, let's see. No, it's the uh, San Antonio Spurs versus the New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans favored by five. Another nice total, 226. 110 and a half implied for the Spurs. Uh, 115 and a half for the New Orleans Pelicans. San Antonio comes in 21 and 35. The Pels 22 and 33. For the Spurs, Sadoransky looks like he may make his first appearance. Not sure how much of a role he'll play, but I doubt very much. Uh, Kata Bates' job got a little ding yesterday. He's questionable for this game. And uh, the three guys that are out are Dragic, Langford, and Richardson. For the Pelicans, just two guys out Nance and Cheeseburgers Williamson. Those two guys continue to sit. As far as pace, Spurs 10th, Pelicans 18th, defensively San Antonio 17, uh, New Orleans 21. So this game doesn't make me jump out of my seat. I'm still mm-hmm. grinning ear to ear from my, my DeJounte Murray yesterday. He really Help me! I was sunk without his eighty right. burger that he threw on the board. So uh, kudos to him. But can he come right back 
in this second night uh, of a back-to-back is the question. Yeah, that is the question. You know, we've got Popovich here on the second night of a back-to-back, so that's always troublesome. Um, you know, but but Murray, still an option. He's 10-6 on FanDuel, 10-4 on, on DraftKings. The last time they played, he did have 50 DraftKings points against them. Now, the thing with that is, is Derek White uh, had 57 in that game. So with White in Boston now, you have to think that, you know, a lot of that usage is going to go over to Murray. And and Kyle Lowry had 57 against New Orleans on Thursday night. So they've definitely allowed some big games, um, you know, to point guards. Drew Holiday had a career game against them earlier this year. So Murray's still in play for me. Um, some of these value plays, you know, the Vassell and Keldon Johnson and stuff like that, they're an option. Um, Jacob Pertle, uh, the Pelicans have allowed the seventh most fantasy points to centers. He had 49 the last time he played against them, so you could go there. And then for the Pelicans, Valanchunas, uh, the Spurs have allowed the sixth most fantasy points to centers this season. Saw Capella have a nice game against them last night. So, I mean, I, I think that there are a few plays here, but on a 10-game slate, you know, not nothing that really stands out, maybe other than Murray for me. Yeah, and, you know, I I feel bad if I don't go back to Murray. I mean, an 80-burger? I mean, yeah. come on. It was awesome, man. But, yeah, I just don't know. I mean, at 10-4, you know, I'm, the pace is just average here. The defense is, is not good, but it's not the mm-hmm. worst. Uh, it's a tough call for me. I mean, I, I have no problem getting there. It's just like every buy-up guy in the world is on this yeah. slate. So I it know. makes it so difficult. And, I, you know, that slight slim factor of pop cutting minutes on the second night of a back-to-back mm-hmm. is probably enough to scare me off just barely. Oh, I get that. Yeah, I get that yeah. for sure. I'll tell you the guy that's raising up a bit is Devin Vassell. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed – his play last night, uh, you know, and watching that game, I had both of those guys and he's only four, two. Right. So, uh, you know, I think he gets a good 30 minutes. He's starting. He's the, the cheap uh, value guy that I like. Uh, Jakob Pertl's okay. Just doesn't seem to have the same zip he did before uh, he sat out this last time uh, on the Pels side. You know, now that they have CJ there, it really, takes away a lot. I, I used to play a Pelican. You could feel good about rostering Ingram and spending up or Joe Val. But now with McCullum Ingram and Joe Val, uh, you know, and Devontae Graham will get his couple of shots up. Mm-hmm. They're mixing Hayes in there uh, next to Joe Val sometimes. Herb Jones gets good minutes. The Pelicans have sort of improved enough that it's hurt, I think, their DFS stock. Uh, as a group. So uh, not crazy about anybody from that side. Uh, Just may go value Spurs Mm -hmm. and uh, move on. All right. All right. The third seven o'clock game, Memphis Grizzlies, Charlotte Hornets. As always with the Charlotte games, we have gigantic totals Mm -hmm. and they score gigantic points. Uh, The yesterday's game when was 256 or whatever, so they're they're put some points up in their games between mm-hmm. the two teams. Um, Memphis by seven, 234.5, implied for Memphis, big number, 113.75 for the Charlotte Hornets. So has to get your attention there, no question about it. 
Memphis yeah. comes in 39 and 18. How about that, man? Mm-hmm. 21 games over 500 for Memphis. Wow. Amazing. Charlotte has uh, stuck above 500 here, 29 and 28, trying to get a little bit more uh, traction for the playoffs. I do like the Montrez Harrell pick. He really looked good off the mm-hmm. pickup from the trade. He looked good off the bench. Um, for Memphis, questionable Aldama. He's always on here. Nobody ever cares, but he's on here. And then the guys that are out are Brooks, Pons, Tilly, and Tillman. So they have still have some guys out. Charlotte, questionable tag on Cody Martin and questionable tag on Jalen McDaniels. Two guys in their rotation. We know Gordon Hayward's going to be out a bit with that ankle. So the game set here, you've got two phenomenally paced teams, two of the top five in the league, Mm -hmm. three Charlotte five. So ding, ding, ding. That has to ring true. Memphis is seventh defensively. And I'll tell you, the impressive part about Memphis is you don't often see in these uh, offense and defensive efficiency stats and then pace where you have a top pace team they're number three in pace and uh, a top defensive top 10 defensive team as well they're seventh so super impressed with the fact that you know if you're playing fast and still a top defensive team you got it going so Mm -hmm. you know the question is this is the ultimate test you're going against a charlotte team that scores points in just bushels i mean they're that's why this is such a big total 234 and a half and Charlotte's defense is lousy. They're 24th. So lots of statistics here to back things up. Uh, you know, it's a, a second night of a back-to-back for Charlotte. But, it, you know, this is really an interesting game. I know this is probably going to be the stack game of the night of all mm-hmm. 10 games. Uh, are you stacking it? A little bit. Um John Morant is is probably my favorite play in this game. He's 10-2 on FanDuel, 10-5 on DraftKings. Um, I like Steven Adams has a favorable matchup. Charlotte's allowed the fourth most fantasy points to centers. He had 34 DraftKings points last time they played. That was back in November, so it's been a little while since they played. But, um, but I do like Adams and Morant on the Memphis side. And then on the Charlotte side, Kelly Oubre, um, had 51 DraftKings points last time they played up against Memphis. So, so he's in, he's in play for me. Um, and then not, a, not a whole lot besides that. I think LaMelo ball is going to get canceled out a little bit by John Morant and um, Terry Rozier, you know, is going to be defar- uh, defended by Desmond Bain. Um, so they're, they're, those guys are going to kind of cancel each other out for me. So, it would just be Adams and Morant um, for Memphis and then Kelly Oubre on the Charlotte side for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm so torn on this game. This is the one game because it's so pivotal that I'm trying to decide, you know, how how aggressive to get. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, John Morant and LaMelo Ball are not good defenders, okay? Let's just put it out there. They're, they're fantastic NBA players. They're both in the All-Star game. They both can st- score from anywhere at any time. I mean, they're terrific NBA players, but they're not good defenders. So my my question is, you know, I think Terry Rozier will guard Morant, and I think that Bain is going to guard Ball. That's my what mm-hmm. my anticipation is, just because, I mean, you've got two great coaches here that understand yeah. that, that their guys aren't the best 
point guard defenders in the league. So based on the fact that I respect Rozier and Bain's defense, and I think that's going to be the matchups, um, I, I'm probably not going to pay the, the monster price of 10-5 for Moran or 9-4 for Ball. But it's not that I'm saying they're not going to still get theirs because they will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both teams have a, a really nice supporting cast. So yeah. it's not like it all falls on them. Right. You know, Bain and Rogier themselves at the 6'5 and 7'3 low mid-priced range are, are in play. Um, Steven Adams at 5'2 uh, going against uh, Mason Plumley at 5'6 or Montrezl Harrell at 5'2 off the bench. You know, Adams, even though he's not playing huge minutes, he can mm-hmm. play 25, 27 minutes. Right. And with an up-tempo game like this could snare, you know, 12, 14 rebounds and, you know, be that value center. And he's mm-hmm. going to be a monster under own. So right. it's right. a sneaky play, uh, you know, in a game where there's this many more possessions, there's going to be that many more missed shots and the availability mm-hmm. of that many more uh, rebounds. Yeah, um, That also plays into why I sort of like Miles Bridges on the other side. Uh, he's 8K, which I think is fair for him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think he's an explosive player and the kind of, you know, guy that can get a lot of stuff at the rim here uh, on that side of the ball. So I'm definitely going to have exposure, probably not to the big price guys, but maybe to the second flight guys. You know, the Rogiers, Ubres. I agree with you. 6'4 is getting a little pricey, but I like it. Yeah. Miles Bridges at a, a fair price or value type plays again with Bain Adams, guys like that. So mm-hmm. I don't think this game is, I think it's unavoidable, but I don't think you have to spend, you know, half of your salary in this game. Right. Yeah. You're on board. I'm on board. <laughs> All right. We have two seven thirty games, Josh. The first one is the Denver Nuggets and Toronto Raptors, Toronto minus three and a half, two twenty two and a half total. 109 and a half for Denver, 113 for the Toronto Raptors, who are a pretty hot squad right now. Mm-hmm. Denver 30 and 25, Toronto 31 and 23. So a good matchup there. Uh, as far as designations, uh, uh, Morris, Monte Morris is doubtful. So I'm going to count him out. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Kanchar, Murray, and Porter remain out. The big thing is for Toronto, they have one designation. It happens to be the most important. Fred Van Vliet, yeah. who missed the last game, is questionable for this game. So we need to know if he is back in tow for this one. And I'll, I'll start off by uh, you know throwing this over to you. Well, let me give you the, the numbers on these guys first, and then we got to talk a little bit about the, the monster trap last night. Bone stinking Highland yeah. hit everybody right in the – you know mm-hmm. what, including me. Um, but uh, Denver's second night of a back-to-back, uh, and it's uh, 25th and 23rd in pace this game for Denver and Toronto. Mm-hmm. That is really uh, an issue. Yeah. And then defensively, Denver's 19th, Toronto's 14th. So concerned about the back-to-back for Denver, You know, concerned about the pace, I'm not sure, man. And then, so give me your feel on this game. And what do you think about that Bones Highland shenanigans last night? <laughs> yeah, with his 12 fantasy points or whatever he got. What? Uh, a, I yeah, couldn't that, believe it. That sucked. Um, yeah, so uh, 
I don't really have anything for this game except for um, Siakam, but my problem with him is, is he's 10-3 on FanDuel and 10,000 on DraftKings. If he was around 8, um, maybe even 8-5 to 9, I would consider him. But at that price, I, I just really don't want to go there. He has scored 50-plus DraftKings points in four of his last five games, and Denver's allowed the fourth most fantasy points to power forwards. But at that price, I, on a 10-game slate, I just don't want to go there. So this is a fade for me. I'm, you know, I don't like this game either. There, there are only one thing that could change it. If Van Vliet does sit, mm-hmm. all of that usage, I, I think Gary Trent becomes a great play. He is 7K, though, now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that is a bit of a concern. Also, again, if Van Vliet sits, it's again, it's going to open up a bunch of uh, usage. You right. know, Ananobi at 7-3 to me is also a decent play uh, in that situation. Siakam's been phenomenal. I had him a couple of times, and he's in that mode where get out of my way. I'm just mm-hmm. going one-on-one. I'm yeah. going to ISO back people down. I mean, he does it all the time. The problem is he runs right squared into the teeth of who I think is going to guard him, which is Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the my favorite three uh, defenders of guys like Siakam that can post up and square up because – most guys can't do that. Either they put a big on him and he's going to get that outside shot or they put a smaller guy on him, thin right. guy, and he just backs him down in the block. But yeah. Gordon is a different breed. He can do defend both ways. So mm-hmm. I'm off of Siakam today. Uh, the Joker has not shown any cracks in the armor when he plays back-to-backs, but his price you know, is just so pro- prohibitive. And it, it's just yeah. a bit of a concern there, though, as well as Toronto's playing uh, in Toronto. They had to travel to Toronto back to back. I'm just, I'm with you. I, I don't like this game much unless Van Bleet set a uh, sit. Right. Then I'll have a little uh, exposure to the Raptors. All right. All right. We got another game with two teams off a of back to back here. And, uh, Watched a lot of the Cleveland game yesterday. That was a great game to watch, a fantastic mm, yeah. comeback. I'll tell you what, it's hard not to be a Cavaliers fan. They are a fun team, man. Mm-hmm. I, I love rooting for them. Um, all right, so we've got the Cavs at the Sixers. Sixers minus four. How about this total? 207. That's it. <laughs> 101 and a half implied for Cleveland, 105 and a half for Philly. I mean, it's not like these two teams have, don't have really good players. It's just yeah. defense and the pace and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing to see, you know, a, a spread of 30-some points difference in over-unders in these games. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so coming into this game, we've got Cleveland at 35-21, and 21, Philly at 33-22, and 22, and uh, we're not going to see Harden just yet. He'll probably play in their next one. But uh, they'll be bracing for that that new addition to the squad there. Uh, the big thing is going to be Garland. I expect he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching last night, listening to the Cleveland announcers, doing a little digging. I, I'm putting Garland in, even though he's still listed as questionable. I think he rolls out there and plays. Um, Lori Markinen, doubtful, but he's getting closer. That'll be another nice addition to that team that they'll be able to uh, plug in there. And then Harden and Millsap, the two new acquired guys from the Nets to the Sixers, uh, will not play. J- 
just yet in this game. Uh, according to the news that we have here early morning, if that changes, we certainly uh, will update you on that information. Uh, Cleveland's 29th in pace and Philly's 30th. What do you think of that? <laughs> Would <laughs> yeah, you say this- that? Can you actually call that a pace down game for Cleveland? Right. I guess you can. Yeah, I guess you have to. And and this is another <laughs> one of these games where I just don't really like anything. Um, it, it, Embiid, had so 70, Embiid had 74.3 DraftKings points last time he faced Cleveland, but that was last year, and they didn't have Evan Mobley or Jared Allen. So, I mean, that changes everything. Uh, the Cavs allowed the 10th fewest points to, to centers this year. So um, they've been very tough on centers, and uh, I, I don't want to pay 12000 on DraftKings for Embiid in a pace-down matchup. Um, and then Rajon Rondo, I've got buyer beware for him. He scored 40 in two of his last three, 40 DraftKings points. But Philadelphia's allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to point guards. You've got an older veteran on the second night of a back-to-back, so I would fade him for sure. Yeah, Rondo would be – if Garland plays, you – Please don't play Rondo in yeah. anything. I don't care what his numbers were. Yes, I mean, even if he doesn't play, him, I still won't play him. So. No, no, no. I wouldn't play him if Garland's out. I agree yeah, with you. Exactly. It is the the sucker play of all all sucker plays. I mean, he hit he hit a bunch of long threes last night too, which is not <laughs> going to happen often. Right. So, right. Anyway, that's not. I mean, if you're considering uh, playing Rondo, then. Please DM me and let's play some head-to-heads. <laughs> but anyway, I they're the fourth and tenth best defensive teams. So you got two top ten defensive teams, the two yeah. slowest teams in the league. Both teams playing like playoff style ball. You know, you have to pay way up for Embiid. You have to pay way up for Garland, Lavert, Tobias mm-hmm. Harris. They're all expensive. Yeah. Uh, you know, even Jared Allen at eight one is expensive. So. Yeah, I I don't know how you feel comfortable spending up here in any stretch. It just seems tough. I mean, Lavert handled the whole show last night. He was fun to watch, but on a back-to-back against, you know, a stingy Philly defense, you know, I I truly believe I'm going to be a complete pass on this game, even though this is the game I'll watch the most. Yeah, I was going to say, this is probably the best game on the slate from a viewer standpoint. Yep. I just don't – I can't make myself – you know, to talk myself into anybody, even the value guys, if you want to call them that mm-hmm. it's just tough, there's not going to be enough possessions. Yeah. And, you know, you might be able to pull a diamond out here. You're going to get low ownership on a lot of these guys. Cause I oh, think yeah. most people are going to feel the same way we do, but I just can't find a path to, to get these guys in there. No. All right, man, we're, we're shifting to the eight o'clock game. There's, there's uh, two games at eight. Uh, one is Brooklyn and Miami. Mm-hmm. Miami's favored by a whopping 10 and a half. Brooklyn's wow. lost 10 games in a row, mm-hmm. uh, which is amazing. It's a 219 and a half total. Uh, scant 104 and a half for Brooklyn. They have collapsed. Mm-hmm. 115 for Miami. Uh, in this game, We've got Brooklyn, uh, Seth Curry, the newly acquired questionable. You don't know if he suits it up for the first time. Same thing goes for Andre Drummond. So keep keep an ear out for both of those guys because that will change things. Mm-hmm. Because Brooklyn is really woefully desperate inside. 
no Aldridge, no Claxton, no Durant, Harris, or Simmons. Oh, why is Simmons even listed there? That is so. That is crazy. Uh, he he's not ready yet. No, I mean yeah. I, he should be back soon though, and I think it's going to be fun to see how he fits in with this team. Mm-hmm. Um, for Miami, PJ Tucker's questionable, along with rotational players Caleb Martin and of course Tyler Hero, six mm-hmm. man of the year. So important those three guys play good minutes we need that information morris and oladipo remain out so this game is really this is one of those head scratchers as well because you've got brooklyn with the eighth pace which is good miami of course we know they play slow and d it up they're 27th brooklyn's defense is sunk all the way to 18th uh, Mm. which is you know way down from where they were fifth or sixth uh, earlier in the season, Miami's in stays in the top 10, like always they're sixth. So man, this game is a tough one to figure as both teams, you know, sort of jockey Miami for, for playoff position. Yeah. Uh, you know, they want that number one seed and they know that it's going to be tough. Uh, and Brooklyn just trying to get off the schneid here. At least it's a, a road game and Kyrie can play, but what do sure. you think, man? Yeah, I like uh, Kyle Lowry, fifty nine hundred on Fanduel. I think that's a good value for him. Um, of course, he had the huge game against the Pelicans on Thursday night that I mentioned earlier. But the Nets have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to point guards this year, and he's averaged about thirty seven DraftKings points per game against Brooklyn in his career. So um, at, at five nine, you know, on Fanduel, that's a really good value. At six eight on DraftKings, it's not as great, um, but still in play for me either way. Um, on DraftKings, you kind of have to hope he gets more closer to that ceiling game. But on FanDuel, that's a good value. So I'm going to play him on FanDuel, I think. And then um, Seth Curry, who was recently traded to Brooklyn, I like him here. He's 5,300 on FanDuel, 5,200 on DraftKings. If the Heat have a weakness as far as fantasy points allowed to a position, it is shooting guard. They've allowed the 11th most fantasy points to shooting guards. And he did have 39.8 against Miami on January 15th. So that was, you know, a solid matchup for him. And then Jimmy Butler, of course, you can consider him always um, 9,200 on FanDuel, 9,300 on DraftKings. He had 55 DraftKings points last time they played the Nets. And um, before they had that five-game road trip, he had 80, 54, and 61 DraftKings points in his three games at home. So wow, you're definitely feeling it at home. Definitely. Yeah, Curry's questionable, by the way, too. We have to make okay. sure he's okay. in there. Um, but I agree with you. If he is, you know, he, he could light it up. He hasn't been uh, shooting the ball well of late though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see how he fits in here. I do like the call on Lowry, especially if hero sits, he's questionable. Yeah. I think that elevates him. Lowry's up to six, eight on, on DraftKings. He was really cheap there. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, a thousand dollars less, 1200 less just a couple days ago. So, uh, he's back to sort of where he should be. Uh, this is a tough one. I mean, Kyrie at 10-2, that's such a big price mm-hmm. to play, to, yeah. uh, pay against such a good defensive team. Uh, so I'm I'm not going to go there. You know, they're going to have to get some help here for Kyrie from some of these guys, um, mm-hmm. you know, until the, uh, the, the newly traded guys are able to play. You know, Patty Mills at 5-1, uh, he's, you know, slumped a little bit lately but you can consider him. You know, my question is, if Andre Drummond plays, he 
He's four five. Hmm. How do you figure his minutes? You know. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it's imagine Drummond getting 25, 30 minutes at four five. <laughs> Is Claxton still out? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. If, if no Drummond's Lamarcus, gonna, no Claxton. Yeah, if Drummond's going to get 25, 30 minutes, however many minutes, that, that would look four or five. I mean, he might get 40, 50 DraftKings points. I mean, that's that's the thing, though. What if he comes off the bench, Blake starts or whatever, or James Johnson, and mm-hmm. he plays 10 minutes? You know, you're cooked. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to be studying that clearly throughout the day and try to find anything – that I can find out if he is starting. I'm telling you right now, uh, Crash, he's going to be my center at four or five. Mm-hmm. I mean, through his career, he's been a, a smash guy, uh, one, 1. 1.3, 1.4 uh, points per minute. In, yeah. And so he's just a, a great DFS play at that price if he's going to start. I don't care if it's against Miami and Bam or not. Uh, you know, that big body's going to get it done if he gets True. the minute. But if he's not starting and he's, you know, I'm going to steer away. You just can't risk that mm-hmm. much in a cash, you know, or, or single entry lineup. Now, right. you still want to take a flower, flyer on a GPP. I think it makes sense. Okay. But other than that, you know, it's just, it's hard. It, it, this is a tough game to figure. Butler's might be the best play, but let me ask you this last question on this game, because I think it's important. Do you think this game blows out with Brooklyn being on a 10-game losing streak? Miami plays great at home. Mm-hmm. Vegas has it as a 10-and-a-half-point, you know, double-digit favorite. Do you think it blows out? I mean, it should. You know, just looking at the numbers, it, it definitely lines up for that to happen. Um, yeah. You know, and, and Miami being back at home, like you mentioned, after that road trip. I, I mean, yeah, I could definitely see that. And and if Hero and Caleb Martin and these guys that were questionable are back in, yeah. I mean, this could end up being a full pass game for me. Mm-hmm. Or if some of these guys are ruled out and Drummond's in the starting lineup, I could have a one-off on each side. Yeah. Plus Brooklyn, I mean, they've they've got a bunch of new players and they're gonna have to figure out how to play together and all that. So it's it's gonna take some time for Brooklyn to pull it together, I think. Yeah, and I don't even think those guys are playing today. So yeah, yeah, it's it's somewhat of a mess there, and we'll see. But let's stay, you know, in touch. We'll be in Discord talking about this throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to become a part of Coach Talk and catch this kind of information as we're going, as we're grinding through doing our strategy sessions, I do one-on-ones uh, with our members, talking bankroll management, contest selection you know, how we're strategizing who to play in these hand-built lineups, um, you can join us, dfscoachtalk.com. If you join today, you get, you know, the whole Saturday, Sunday, Monday, got the whole weekend, the Super Bowl, everything that we provide, huge slate today, uh, big slate on Monday as well, nine-gamer Monday. So, uh, you know, love to have you join us. Check us out. Three days, 10 bucks, can't beat it. So, it's uh, DFS Coach Talk. All right, let's move on to the other 8 o'clock game. It's the Oklahoma City Thunder, Chicago Bulls. Chicago, another big favorite here as Thunder has been getting thumped lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 11.5 point favoritism, 220 is the total. Oklahoma, 104.25. The Chicago Bulls, a healthy 
0.75. Oklahoma 17 and 38, Chicago 35 and 21. Four guys out for the Thunder as of right now, SGA, Muscala, JRE, and Wiggins. For Chicago, same thing. Four guys out, Ball, Caruso, Jones, and Williams. So I know you've got a lot to say about Levine because he was a bite-in-the-butt guy uh, mm -hmm. as well. Um, but in this game, we've got both teams on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, so that yeah. affects things a little for sure. And you've got um, Oklahoma City with the 19th pace, Chicago 16th. So nothing to write home about there. Defense really averages out. The Thunder, not bad, 13th. Chicago slipped down to 20th since they lost that defensive backcourt of Ball and uh, Mr. Who, who's our guy? Uh, Desunmu? Or um, no. Um, Desunmu's in. Okay. Uh Caruso. Caruso. That's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah, he's a, he's a dog off the bench defense, or mm -hmm. even when he starts. But anyway, so we've got a little bit of you know de decline defensively here, but you never know with the Thunder. Sometimes they'll rise up. Their defense keeps them in games. They're scrappy. Sometimes they just get their doors blown in. So, yeah. What do you think about this game? I and what do you, you want? You can cry a little bit about Levine now if you would like. I'm, I'm leaning more uh, more towards the latter. I, I think that. Chicago is going to blow them out in this game. Uh, okay. Second night of a back-to-back. -back. And, and they had a one-point game last time they played in January. But the only thing with that is is that SGA was in that game. Without SGA, it's just going to be really hard for Oklahoma City to stay in this game, in my opinion. So yeah. um, if it weren't for that, I would go right back to Zach Levine. 8,100 on FanDuel. Um, he's 9,100 on DraftKings, so that's a little bit steep for me. But Oklahoma City's allowed the second most fantasy points to uh, shooting guards this year, and he had 48 in that game in January. So it's a good matchup for him. I just don't think it's going to stay close enough. I do like Darius Baisley for Oklahoma City, though, either way. 6,000 on FanDuel, 5,800 on DraftKings. The Bulls allowed the third most fantasy points to power forwards. Baisley's been playing well. He had 40 last night against Philadelphia. So I do like Baisley here. If the game somehow stays close, you could look at Levine um, or even Vucevic. He had 60 last time when they played against Oklahoma City. So um, good matchup for him uh, in this game. Yeah, you know, I, I get it. I, I think that uh, there definitely are some Chicago plays here that, that look sharp. But I, I'm with you. I don't know how many minutes on a back-to-back -back if they do get a big lead here. I think that they'll protect those guys a little bit. Um, Vuk's been great, 9-7, though, and then DeRozan, 9-8, and Levine, 9-1. Those prices, that those sting when you have three yeah. of those on the same team because generally one of the three at least, sometimes two, are going to let you down, and the other guy sure. steps up. And trying to determine that roulette wheel with those three guys is not easy. Yeah. Um, you know, I do like the 8-1 price on FanDuel, like you mentioned. I think Levine is underpriced there, and that's that's a good value play. DeRozan's been, to me, the best player on their team. Mm -hmm. And if it stays close at all, I'd love to pay up for him. But 9-8, that's just a yeah, hard ten four smaller, ten you know, back-to-back, blowout. Yeah. Yeah, he's 10-4 on FanDuel, so he's <laughs> even worse. Even more over there. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's tough. So... I'm probably not going to go there with the three bigs from Chicago unless uh, 
I may dial up Levine on FanDuel, but it's just mm-hmm. too too tough uh, uh, to to really determine in a game that is not going to be super high paced and that has decent defense from the Thunder side and definitely could blow out. Yeah. From the, uh, from OKC, I mean, you can always take a flyer on Giddy at seven four, Dort at six five, or Baisley at five eight, who's definitely, as you mentioned, playing better ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's not a, not a fun game, you know, on a small slate, maybe you can find a couple of real solid plays here, but yeah. on a bigger slate like this, just not one of my favorite games whatsoever. Yeah. All right. We have three games remaining, Josh, an eight 30, another eight 30. Mm-hmm. And then the late game is only at nine. So we have a compact 10 game slate today. All these games, my eyeballs are going to be going crazy. And when when my DirecTV has all the games on there, they mm-hmm. make the block smaller and smaller. I can't see oh, yeah. it. So it's crazy. You have to stand um, like two inches from the TV. Exactly. <laughs> and then you're you're rooting for one ball to go in. One guy, you're looking over here and you say, miss it. And then you realize, yeah. oh, that's your guy. <laughs> <laughs> it gets nuts, but I love it. All right, 8.30, Lakers, Golden State. Talk about two teams going in the opposite direction. Mm. God bless them. Did you see the picture yesterday of Rob Palenka? I didn't. He was at Disney World on trade deadline day. (laughs) You can't make this shit up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he literally was there. And then you have comments of LeBron and AD saying they didn't want the Lakers to stand pat Mm. at the the deadline so it is a three ring circus there for sure but anyway golden state's only favored by six and a half i thought that line was low wow yeah i mean unless it's just vegas sucker bet and lakers are going to step up i don't know i just i expected that to be like nine Mm -hmm. something like that yeah six and a half wow that's low and it's a 224 total uh Lakers 108.75, Warriors 115.25. So interesting. Lakers 27 and 30. Uh, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. They wish they were 27 and 30. Oh, they're almost 26 and 30. My mistake. Golden State's 41 and 15. Mm-hmm. Questionable tag on Russell Westbrook. I think he has a bruised ego. Yeah. It's sore. Uh, LeBron James questionable, so we'll see if that's mm-hmm. if he's in pout mode or not. What the deal is there? AD uh, is probable, and then you have uh, Carmelo out, Kendrick Nunn out. So this, you know, we don't even know what we're getting from the Lakers mm-hmm. side to boot. Yeah. Golden State, we know Draymond remains out, Iguodala and Weissman. Those three have been out for a while. Statistically speaking, Lakers second in the league in pace. That's an interesting piece. Mm -hmm. Uh, Golden State's 11th. So there will be pace in this game, which makes it tempting. Lakers are 16th, so they're below average defensively in the league. Golden State has been wire-to-wire number one defense in the NBA. So what do you make of this craziness? Um, well, if LeBron doesn't play, there's no way this game's going to stay close. So I, I would just pass this game completely if LeBron doesn't play. Um, if he plays, it'll probably <clears throat> somewhat stay close. I still think Golden State will win by, I don't know, 10 to 15 probably. 
Um, Jonathan Kaminga would be my top play in this game. 4,100 on DraftKings. He's 5,200 over on FanDuel, so it's over a $1,000 difference there. So wow. not as good of a value on, on FanDuel, but on DraftKings, he is 4,100. Lakers have allowed the eighth most fantasy points to power forwards, and um, he's been getting right around 30 DraftKings points a night lately. So I think that, you know, 8 to 9x, you know, is well in play for Kaminga here. Nice. Um, nothing with the Lakers? Nope. I just think I, I really do. I think it's going to be a blowout. Um, I might be generous with the 10 to 15. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think Russ plays to begin with. So that elevates Malik Monk a little bit for me at mm-hmm. six two. I mean, that I think that puts him into play because he's been a, a solid score for them. And, you know, I, I think LeBron and AD both play, but they're so expensive against the number one defense in the league. I, I really don't know if I want to go there. However, if Vegas is right and this stays under six and a half or around that, LeBron and AD are going to be pretty much the main reason for that. True. So it, it you're going to get a lower ownership on those guys than normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that makes me a little interested just on, you know, that, that whole aspect of low ownership you know, there's there's just some some real value there, and you we know that either one of them could go off for 60, 65, 70 yeah. on any given night. So I'm not completely shutting down the Lakers here, uh, but Monk value-ish and maybe LeBron or AD, not not uh, feeling super confident, but I think it would be contrarian enough that it could give you an edge, but. Mm. On the Golden State side, because it, it's an island game, you know, Curry at 10-3, a big price, but, you know, could go off in a game like this. Yeah. Uh, Clay though, is getting more and more shots, more and more minutes. He's now at 30 minutes uh, cap, and that could be extended. He's, you know, at 6-6 in play. Uh, but after that, you know, I like your Kaminga call at 4-1. I want to make sure he gets enough minutes. But he is a cheap price on DraftKings. Right. Uh, specifically, I think he's a nice value play there. All right. Yeah. 8.30, second 8.30 game. Clippers, Mavericks. Uh, it is Dallas minus seven, only a 215 total. 104 implied for the Clippers, 111 for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh the Clippers are 27 and 30. They have starting to leak oil a little bit without mm-hmm. their stars there being out. And the Mavericks are 10 games over 500 with 33 and 23 uh, with Mr. Luca in tow here. As far as uh, questionable, uh, Powell got hurt a bit in the, in the last game. He's questionable. Uh, of course, George Leonard and Preston are out for Dallas. Davis Bertans in the contract that I still cannot figure out for the life of me how anybody could take on that contract. Can you please explain to me, this is a guy that has $84 million owed over the next four years. Why Hmm. would you take on the contract like that? Yeah, that's insane. I mean, it it was like a gift for Washington. They had to be just wetting their pants with joy. (laughs) I, I don't get it. Uh, I'm hoping we see Dinwiddie tonight. He's questionable. He may Mm -hmm. suit up. We're going to follow that news. 
yeah. it's definitely going to affect things, you know? Right. I, and I, I think the guy that's going to take a huge knee right in the nuts, if no, no pun intended here, is, is Jalen Brunson. Mm. I think, you know, how much is Dinwiddie going to, you know, uh, carve into that? What's the, you know, the roles looking like at guard? How I'm not convinced that Dinwiddie is going to be a, a huge part of this team yet. Um, you know, you have Reggie Bullock playing arguably other than Luca, the best ball yeah. in the team. I, I mean, I, I'm still absolutely perplexed at, at the, that trade. I mean, I did want to get rid of Porzingis. Enough was enough. Mm-hmm. But you take on two big contracts, including maybe the worst in the entire NBA, and they really don't fit on this team. Yeah. Hmm. So true. anyway, that was my Mavericks crying for the day. I'm, I apologize. Hope I'm dead wrong. I hope it all works out. But if Dinwiddie plays, I mean, I'm not going to play Brunson or Bullock. I just screws everything up. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he sits out, then, you know, those guys are, are possible. Okay, I'm way off base here. Marquis <laughs> Chris also out, and Hardaway, he'll be out. He has a broken foot. He'll be out for a while. Statistically speaking, we've got uh, the Clippers 12th in pace, Dallas third slowest team in the league at 28. Hmm. Defensively, uh, Clippers eighth and Dallas fifth. That's why you've got a two fifteen total. Yeah. So, what are you making of this mess? And am I whining about the Mavericks, or do I have a point? No, I think you probably have a point. I mean, they they did get rid of Porzingis, like you said, but they didn't really get much in return. So, it seems like they could have got a lot more for him. Um, but maybe teams are starting to feel like they're maybe you know kind of a decline coming for for Porzingis. So true. Um, but anyway, Luca is definitely my favorite play here. Um, he's 11, four on FanDuel. He's 12, five on DraftKings, very expensive, but I feel like there's enough value on the slate that we can make this work. Um, the Clippers allowed the eighth most fantasy points to point guards. Of course, he had the huge game with 51 real points, um, Thursday against the Clippers. And you in uh, our discord, when I called the 50 point game for, for him in the first yeah. quarter. Yeah. <laughs> First quarter, you called that. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he ended up with 75 DraftKings points and he is my favorite pay up play on this, on this slate. Um, I don't really feel like anyone else is going to have the, the uh, night that he's going to have with the exception of maybe DeJounte Murray would be my other favorite pay up. Probably um, a lot of these games feel like blowouts to me. And that's a big part of the reason why um, the Clippers, Reggie Jackson had a nice game um, against the Mavericks on Thursday with 36 DraftKings points. He's 5,700 on DraftKings, so right around where he probably should be um, for that kind of production. And that's about it for me in this game. Not a whole lot that I like here. Yeah, I, you know, Luca has uh, – he loves playing the Clippers. He he has a tendency yeah. to torch them a lot. You know, he hates Marcus Morris, and there's just a, a, a really – he gets up for Clippers games – I just don't know, man. You know, 12-5 is such a, a blow uh, mm-hmm. on DraftKings. Uh, maybe on FanDuel, that's a little more reasonable. But I, I just, a game with this low of a pace, I know he did it already against the Clippers, and, you know, he's just trying to do it back again. Yeah. You know, a lot of it to me has to do with this Dinwiddie stuff, too. If he's in there, Luca's going to want to make him feel part of the team. He's going to probably you know, get him the ball a lot mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So I like the prize picks over on Lucas assists, by the way, 
in that scenario. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking prize picks, who is the sponsor of this podcast? Right. Um, I just don't know, man. I, I, as much of a Luca man, a fan as I am, I, and as much as I know he smacks the Clippers, I do think the Mavs could beat them by double digits, especially if Norman Powell sits. That's even worse for them. Mm. Uh, Clippers had played. I don't know how they won the games they did and stayed at 500 as long as they did. Because yeah. without all their good players, I mean, they've been doing with, you know, paper clips and bubble gum. I don't know how they've won games. Mm-hmm. I think they're about to hit a, a giant skid here uh, until they at least get uh, Paul George back. Uh, Kawhi's already announced he's out right. for the season. So I don't know. I just, I'm not comfortable with this game. I think Dallas could, will win by double digits. The Dinwiddie unknowing of his role. I think this is probably going to be a full pass for me, believe it or not. All right. All right, man, let's wrap it up. Final Hmm. game, only nine o'clock game. Weird. Uh, And it's hot. Talk about a big spread. How about Orlando at Phoenix? Phoenix only laying 16. And that's, you know, that's a number. 226 is the total. Orlando only a 105 implied with a game that has a 226 total. That's pretty funny. Phoenix, mm-hmm. that rare over 120 implied at 121. Uh, Suns are the best team in the league, in my opinion. I just, it's that simple. Uh, Orlando's 13 and 44. Phoenix is 45 and 10. Orlando's on the second night of a back to back. They have to be on the road in Phoenix playing a rested Phoenix team who, like, uh, Memphis is the only other team that has a top 10 defense and top 10 pace. They're unbelievable. So you've got Fultz, Hampton, Isaac, Wagner, and that's Mo Wagner, not Franz, out for Orlando. Phoenix has the same guys. Kaminsky, Nader, Payne, Sarge, and Shamit out. So they are a little shorthanded, but they have been, and they just keep beating the life out of people. Um, <clears throat> Orlando, 14th in pace. Phoenix, top 10 and 9th. Defensively, Orlando 23rd, the Phoenix Suns third. So is this an avoid game because of blowout? Can somebody get to their number first? Does Orlando stick with their guys long enough? You know, to bet this game on the money line, Phoenix is minus 2,243. <laughs> <laughs> that you might want to take, right? Yeah, yeah, really. Wow. Um, yeah, there. There's just, I mean, it would be shocking to me if this game stayed remotely close. So the only thing I'm looking at here is JaVale McGee at 4,000, the way he's been playing coming off the bench. I think that there's good value there. And the same thing for Cameron Johnson. Um, The Magic allowed the fourth most fantasy points to small forwards. He's 3,900 on DraftKings. So I think he'll play a lot of minutes in this game. He played a lot of minutes against my Bucks, who really didn't even – show up it seemed like um but that was that that game was just a like a highlight film of why we traded for Serge Ibaka (laughs) right yeah they just killed us in the paint and um so I I just think that this game is going to be over by halftime yeah I mean it's I don't know how you you anticipate a scenario where Phoenix doesn't smash them you Mm -hmm. know and the prices on on the guys from Orlando are no bargain anymore seven two for Cole 6-2 6-2 for Suggs even, 7K for Carter. Uh, you know, those those are pretty expensive prices to pay for right. against the number one, uh, number three defense. 
And then Wagner hasn't done anything in a long time at 5'4". Mm-hmm. Mo has, you know, a low ceiling uh, at 4'8". So I just, I don't think I can take any magic here and feel any comfort with it at all. Right. Uh, but I'd also don't want to pay the, the big bucks of 9'2 for Paul or 8'9 for Booker. Mm-hmm. I mean, 8'9 is fair for Booker. He could score a, a boatload of points here, but he, you know, how much run does he get? Right into the third and fourth quarters, the problem. Um, you know, you're not even getting value with six two bridges, six seven eight, and you know, it's it's very difficult. Now, the only thing you could go, but again, it's it's risky. But in cash, even but specifically GPP, if you think this game does get stretched a bit and there's a lead, the guys that could go fairly bonkers off the bench are like you mentioned, Javel McGee at four. But they still have Biombo. So, True. you know, you would think he's going to get some run in the mix. Mm-hmm. It's really a blowout. So I don't even, you know, can't even really recommend that. But maybe a, a Cam Johnson at 3-9. You know, I don't know. This this is just, you're digging a little bit uh, to roster yeah. anybody here. But right. it's just, that's the way the game sets up. And for those, you know, people that feel they have to have some exposure on the late night hammer game or whatever, you know, it shouldn't matter what time the game is. If it's a crap mm-hmm. game to roster, then don't play it. You know, yeah. there's plenty of great plays on this entire oh, yeah. slate. Definitely. All right, Chief. We did it. Turn Ten games, man. Uh, up and down. Now we got to build this uh, two brains are better than one FanDuel GPP. And then we're going to get on out of here. So uh, I know you probably want to take Chris Stapp's Porzingis first. <laughs> No, go ahead, man. No. You got the first pick. Uh, I got a feeling you're gonna I'm spend gonna take Luca. Luca? I knew yeah. I was just gonna say I got a feel like feeling you're gonna spend the entire wad right here. Kapawi. Hmm. Um I guess I need to try to balance you out a little bit. Oh, it was between him and Murray, and I just I just went with Luca. So yeah, I just don't like to pace that game that much, but I, I get the pick. I mean, the, the dude's been absolutely unconscious lately. Uh it's between a couple of guys for me. Just this is an important one. I'm gonna go Kyle Kuzma at okay. uh small forward. Mm-hmm. Does that work for you? Yeah, I'll take Kyle Lowry. Lowry. Is, is he the one? Uh, yeah, 59 is a very fair price there. I don't have a problem with that. Um, I think from money standpoint, see, we don't have some of the news yet. And again, this may change. If we do change any of these lineups, uh, we'll put it up on Twitter for the listeners, and we'll definitely have it uh, right in our uh, Coach Talk. Po- uh, what am I trying to say? Discord. Discord. Yeah. I'm gonna make a weird pick for you, man. Okay. You may not like it, but it's gonna set up the rest of our lineup. Forty-one hundred dollar power forward, Rui Hashimura. Okay. I like his roles increasing. Mm-hmm. He's a good points per minute guy. 
And now we got back over 6,000 per guy. Yeah, I'm going to give us a little bit more uh, savings with Jonathan Kaminga at small forward. That is your man today, huh? You're on the Kaminga bandwagon. <laughs> um, okay, now I can spend a little bit of cash here. Uh, how about... Uh, And I just don't, I don't, there's a few of these guys I just do not trust at all. I think I'm going to go, let me look at the center spot real quick. I think that's a fair price. Not going against him. Wow, this, yeah, this is tough. Mm -hmm. Because... They're just, we need some news. We need some news bad. Uh, I'm just going to take this guy a power forward because he's grossly underpriced. I know he's playing against Embiid. I get it. I know it's a slow defensive game, but he's such a beast. I'm taking $7,600 Jared Allen at power forward. Okay. I know it's a weird pick. I like it, though. Yeah, I can I can work with that. Um, I'm gonna take Vassell at 49. I like that pick. He's an up and comer. Evan Vassell, shooting guard. That gives us sixty six hundred dollars per spot, unless we go super value and pay up. The center position is a head scratcher for me today. I don't like. There's a lot of guys I don't like. Mm -hmm. um, that I was taking Plumley for a while because of the value. That's shot out of the, the water now with Harold there. They're going to be splitting a ton. If Bryant can get enough minutes, I mean, I think that's a decent play at 47. I do too, but to me, you either have to go with that shot with Bryant or Rui. I don't think it's smart to go with both, you know? Yeah. What about Harold at 48? I just, I think, I, I mean, Plumlee's played good basketball. People just haven't recognized it. And I think that, think that he in, is in a total timeshare now, and I can't stand timeshares. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is a guy I haven't rostered in a million years, but I think he's going to, snap Mo Bomba in about four pieces. Even if he only plays 28 minutes, I think this could be one of those 45, 50 burgers for DeAndre Ayton. Okay. Maybe 55. So that gives you a cool 6K. Okay. Let's see. Your buddy Desmond Bain or Malik Monk. Two great plays. Mm-hmm. Patty Mills isn't a bad play. You got great options there. Your guy, Terrence Mann. <laughs> Don't even bring him up. He's one of the dead to me crew. I know. Um, Too bad we didn't have a hundred bucks. Uber is only sixty-one. Yeah, I wish. You know, I wish Monk had a better matchup. That's my only hesitation. I agree. I'll go with Bane. I think that's a smart play because you know where we may have screwed up on this lineup, that's our only guy from that game. Yeah. 
that game's going to be like 5 million points. So uh, if we do any adjusting, we may have, you know, with the news coming out, we may have to get it at least one more guy in from that game. Mm-hmm. But at I least agree. we have somebody. We used all our money. Here's the two brains are better than one. Luka Doncic, Kyle Lowry, Devin Vassell, Desmond Bain, Kyle Kuzma, Jonathan Kaminga, Rui Hashimura, Jared Allen, and DeAndre Ayton. That's that's a solid team. Yeah, I think so too. I like it. I am locking it in, my man. Sounds good. All right, we want to thank our sponsor, Prize Picks. Uh, definitely join Prize Picks if you haven't already. They have nine million options for plays for the Super Bowl tomorrow. Uh, and if you join first time, you get up to a hundred dollars, one hundred percent match with your first deposit. And you, if you use the promo code Coach Talk, all one word, no space. That is it. Uh, I'm excited this afternoon. I'll be on the live stream with Gundacker to review all these games. Hopefully we Mm -hmm. have a little more news to work with. So I'll be posting uh, that on Twitter as far as the link to that live stream and also in Discord for our members. Any final words, bud? Yeah, I want to get your Super Bowl prediction. We gave out our Super Bowl predictions on the podcast, three of us, uh, Andrew, myself, and John, and I want to hear yours. All right. I, you know, it's, it's rough for me because my prediction is opposite of what I'm going to be rooting for. So I always mm. hate that, but yeah. I'm rooting for the Bengals. I'd love to see the Bengals win. It's great story on and yeah. on and on. I just do not think that that offensive line is going to hold up, which they don't often. Burrow was mm. the most sacked quarterback in the league. And mm. you've got possibly one of the best defensive lines and pass rushes in years in the, in the Rams. So unfortunately I'm going to pick this as not a really fun Super Bowl. I'm I have it 31, 13 Rams. Wow. I know it's a bad stinger, but that's where I'm, that's what I'm looking at, especially when I'll be rooting for the Bengals, but there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I've got 30, 27 Rams. So it's, it's uh, both, both of us have the Rams and I think we're both probably cheering for the Bengals, but that's all right. We'll see how it goes. I hopefully Tyler won't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Great job again today. Uh, you know, we'll be back every Friday and Saturday now. Crash and I are together. We're doing our prize picks uh, Fridays, where we'll be giving away a couple of picks on that podcast, and then of course our two brains lineups on Saturday. So. Enjoy the Super Bowl. If you haven't caught uh, the Coach Talk uh, Super Bowl podcast, definitely dial that sucker up. It is a worth a listen. And for all the ladies out there, you know, it's John Weehouse, and that's all I have to say, you know. <laughs> all right. Have a great Saturday. Have a phenomenal weekend. I'll be back this afternoon, and then I'll be out either late tonight or early tomorrow for that little two-game blip for the NBA slate tomorrow, and then it's all about the Super Bowl. So, Enjoy, stay safe, stay healthy. If you're drinking a lot on Super Bowl weekend and parties, don't drive. Take an Uber, do whatever. Please, I have had too many friends get in trouble on Super Bowl Sunday. So be smart uh, and uh, have a great time, but do it it with a brain, that's for sure. All right, thanks, thanks, Crash. Great job, and uh, we'll catch you Friday, and we'll catch the rest of you this afternoon and when we look to crush it in DFS.